Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by Bibi Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Earth School. Delighted, as always, to have you here with us. Mm-hmm. And this week we are, we've received another little question. Um, and as we say at the end of most episodes, always do feel free to throw in questions or topics you'd like to hear us muse about. Um, we love hearing your ideas, but we took one from a listener and it is, right, so... Yes, right. So is it normal and expected to meet a lot of resistance during growth? I have well-traveled grooves, mental, emotional, physical, and often I feel when I'm moving out of these grooves or starting to live life a little differently, I get bounced back into them. Is that to be expected? And what's the most soothing or constructive way to meet resistance? I thought it was a fabulous question. It's a great question, isn't it? Mm, mm. Loads to it, in a sense, as mm-hmm. well. Like, And where would you start with it, BB? <laughs> Should we start at the top? Yeah. Is it normal or expected to meet a lot of resistance during growth? Um, short answer, absolutely. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it is. <laughs> None of us will like that answer, but it is to be expected. It's a normal part of it. Yeah. Do you know, I mean, and it, yeah, go on. Yeah, on the simplest, I think on the simplest level, if you think of like that joyful growth, it's like you go on holiday in a different environment and it's exciting, but you don't know where the coffee shops are, you don't know where the banks are, you don't, you know, uh, maybe old school you didn't have a map, you know, so that's like everything is new and unfamiliar in that way. So, you know, um, on a holiday it's exciting. Um, and so sometimes we have that as well when we have this sort of like we call like the easy growth or the, mm. you know a door opens you're stepping through um, but with that as well there's resistance because you kind of go do you know I've got used to my old ways yeah. and I'm you know the familiar always feels safe so there is that part of us that um, that ego part that wants to keep us safe or wants to keep itself alive that then sometimes can just like rear its head and go like, nope, even though the holiday sounds good or even mm. though the growth seems like really exciting, but like, you know, I'm going to give you a couple of doubts <laughs> or I give you yeah. all the yeah buts uh, so you can then hopefully find your way back into what you've always been done and just stay there. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, like you hit the nail on the head. Like it is about like w- what feels safe. And it's like a lot of it is... Uh, parts that are conscious and some parts of it will be unconscious like mm-hmm. do you know like so we might not really understand but why do I keep maybe going back into that old groove like why do I keep going back into that old habit like but a part of it will be safety like and I know it I, mm-hmm. I know it like do you know like even though it might be crappy or it might be a little bit ugh, but dull or not that exciting or whatever it might be I know it like I don't have to think too much about it when I'm actually in it either. Like, so it's kind of a comfortable, even though it can be an uncomfortable comfortable. So there's always mm-hmm. a lot of contradictions I find in these places. Like, but like to me, the, the resistance is just a natural part of growing. Like, do you like just when we were going through teenage years and all there, like, or when we were teething, when we were kids and all, like parts of us were growing into ourselves physically. And it was like 
uncomfortable possibly for our parents to watch us being crying when our little teeth were coming or was sore in our bodies when we were going through our little growth spurts and all. So we're always meeting these places when there's a that growth is coming or we're stepping into it or if it's coming towards us anyway, mm-hmm. that we're expanding. So we're going to meet that edge point that we often talk about. Like, do you know what, when we meet that, there's going to be that little bit, oh, I'm excited, but wouldn't it be really nice just to go back into mm-hmm. that comfy chair? Mm-hmm. Do you know I can switch on that TV and just forget about trying that new thing? Like, So yeah. to me, a big part of us is or acceptance of the, that comes back to the spiral, the cycle of life, like that there's all these different phases, but all these different phases can be happening at the same time. There's growth and resistance, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think another, just an image that came to my mind is that idea of like, if you, if you have a, like a balloon that you're blowing up, you know, like expansion, if you take it quite literally expanding mm-hmm. into your environment, uh, taking a big breath in and feel how your lungs expand out and your body takes up more space. So if you kind of, you know, take that balloon that you're blowing up, there is that sense, A, it's more visible now. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's a level of when you're expanding, it doesn't matter growing, it doesn't matter how small it seemed to you uh, or to in the greater scheme. Like personally, it's always, it's it's there's always a level of greater visibility, you know, and it doesn't matter how many people are out there and speaking their truth. When you start speaking your truth, that feels very vulnerable for mm. that very reason, because you're, you're, you're more visible than you were beforehand or more audible than you were beforehand. And the other thing as well that I feel like this analogy with the balloon, when you expand it, it's like the material gets stretched thin, you know, and it's the same for us. When we grow into something, it's like we can just about hold ourselves together mm. in that way. You know, it feels very vulnerable. You know, will I tear? Will my patience tear? Will will I have all the skills? You know, that, that even self-doubt that can come in, especially when we grow, you know, mm. beforehand, maybe there was no self-doubt, but now we're sort of spread so thinly that we're starting to, to doubt our capabilities right in the middle of the growth, you know? So... I think noticing all that, so the resistance is to all of that. It's the visibility, it's the resistance towards feeling spread very thinly. It's the resistance to the unfamiliar, you know, so, and, and this is for all types of growth. So, you know, we have sometimes self-inflicted growth. That's the kind of growth we usually like a little more. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm ready to change my job or I'm getting out of that relationship. It doesn't mean it's necessarily easy or I'm ready to step it up wherever you know in your movement pattern or in your in your diet or whatever and then there is that kind of growth that you know we didn't initiate (laughs) life had in store for us like our growth timeline was like okay and now you're going to grow into that and that type of growth does not feel oftentimes like growth at all it feels actually like contraction Mm. it feels like you know the dark dark night of the soul it can feel like you know just being totally confused and disoriented where you're going and in that we can actually grow as well and i think mm-hmm. that's the type of growth we definitely tend to resist <laughs> i don't want yeah. all of any of that because uh, that does not feel comfortable and there's no you know there's no pastry involved yeah. like the kind of growth that comes on a lovely holiday yeah because like you know because both of those aspects can carry resistance but the flavor of that resistance can be possibly different uh-huh. because if you're choosing change 
there is a level of possible excitement. You may forget it when the resistance pops up or when some of the wee challenges pop up. But if you can reconnect to that little part of the excitement, went, why did I choose this? You know, what was like, you know, call me forward. What does I feel like I would, would be stepping into how life would be, you know, when I start this new job, get into this relationship or, you know, like start my business or whatever it might be like, you know, like this new way of eating. If I can stay to that energy, connected to that, that initial desire that energy that was there then when I'm meeting the little resistance I can maybe you know I'll meet them I might I will resist them possibly but I might be able to carry myself forward through them or navigate them in a different way versus Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when the ones come uninvited we're so much more gone we think it's like our minds can go into places where we're being punished we've done something wrong do you know like that like you know obviously like I must have like really done something bad in my past lives or in this life or you know was that payback for something or how did I make all these wrong decisions to end up here Mm. but those kind of places of resistance and change they're I don't like blanket statements like in the sense like because it depends on where you're at in life but like do you like to me it's like we've been given them like do you know like it's just it's an initiation part and the other one is an initiation but they're just different types because that resistance is the resistance possibly to death in a sense, the ending, the disintegration of things, the real disintegration of yourself or aspects of life like that you have not in a sense chosen. Mm. Do you know, like, and now the invitation is to make that choice. So it's more that our brain will really kick into high gear because it's like I wasn't even involved in that plan. Mm. I didn't even get a choice. Yeah. And now, oh, my God, I, I am going to make some noise here and it will throw at you everything isn't you've done this wrong you 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 it's all the you you you're not good enough you did it wrong you're never going to get out of this you caused this here it's your fault like and then that itself can be very you know when you see it in clients and all they're like that's a very big boulder to carry like Mm -hmm. do you know we're taking all of that blame on ourselves like or else if we can see that okay resistance is a part of life it's a part of the whole experience of growth like and with every resistance as you mentioned there is that contraction there is always the expansion like and before the expansion there always has to be that contraction like mm-hmm. so we're learning to sort of widen the perspective of seeing yes here's resistance now I maybe don't know what's coming after it but how maybe could I engage with it like mm. yeah so looking at sort of the different type of growth and then also the different types of resistance, right? So you mentioned um, different type of growth, like, and I, I love sort of the lens of astrology through that as well, because a lot of the the transits um, of the outer planets, but then also Saturn, Uranus, uh, Saturn and, and Jupiter really give us sort of insight into what type of growth that could be, you know, um, Jupiter and and possibly also Uranus in a way would always kind of connect mm. to this up and out growth the the slightly not necessarily easier but slightly more exciting things the quickly changing things mm. um, which can bring their own difficulty mm. with them and then the sort of like Saturnian or even Plutonian sort of growth yeah. that it's more like a a down and in it's like the light work and the shadow work you know and can we and we can be in resistance to all of that so I think identifying first what type of growth it is for you and you know like because life is never singular it could be a whole range of different types of growth being Mm. intertwined with one another you know so 
maybe have in one area of your life something that's a little sweeter and you know a bit more of a stage righty kind of resistance you're like oh it's the first time I'm doing this but I'm kind of excited mm-hmm. so it's around like you know nurturing the nervous system in, in in that way and supporting yourself but you know essentially you're safe to do that and you're you know it's just a new experience and then you know obviously when you have different type of growths that are a little more like like the, sh- the shadow side involved mm-hmm. where it's like okay let's 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 not change anything but be maybe with that experience or not even the experience but the sensation emotions that are running with that uh, sort of the inner child work maybe you know the whole shadow work that's mm-hmm. including and around that so different type of growth I think is one big step of identifying that in different areas I think that brings a lot of awareness and just watch that for a couple of days and weeks and I think that can already change so much in how how we hold ourselves own Mm. compassion for ourselves because we're gonna go yeah that's a little bit of a a dry spirit there at work (laughs) there's something there to master to figure out in that environment you know Um, then I think we how we think about ourselves can change based Mm. based on purely understanding the context um, I think that's that's a big part, and then the other side is obviously looking at um, the different all the different ways you experience resistance, which is interconnected with what kind of growth is as well. Mm. Mm. I like it will show up in different ways for each person, depending on how how we meet change. Like because like all the little habits, even if you just think of very simple habits, they are a level of change as well. Like. Do you know, like, so how do, how in the past have I met change of all kinds? Do you know, like, from the big dark nights of the soul to the little, like, you know, even like moving house possibly, how do I find that? How do I find change in my diet? How do I find, like, even my circle of friends changing or changing schools or jobs? Any little places of those transitions, I think, are really nice to explore because you're getting past feedback Oh, yeah, my mind always kicks up. Oh, yeah, it's always that same belief that comes up. Like, do you know, because our scripts, in a sense, can be varied, but they're not really that varied. You know, like we kind of have the same CDs on playback that will come up like, you know, the same little inner critic, the same little part telling you, you can't do this, you're not good enough, whatever it might be like. And like, you know, we have the fear of the uncertainty, of the lack of certainty and the fear of the change. Like, but I think it's a really nice way of working with us, looking at the past, because that also helps me realise I've actually moved through change before. Now, I might not be too happy that I'm meeting it again and that resistance is there again, but I do know, okay, I've actually navigated this before in some other way. So what can I learn about stepping into this resistance now or stepping into this place of transition, change, growth, whatever it might be? And how maybe could I engage with it a little bit differently? Hmm. I don't know about you, but in my experience, it's usually go more tender and kinder with yourself in 90% of the cases. And there are those 10% where you just got to, you know, call yourself out in your own bullshit mm. <laughs> where you just kind of chicken out <laughs> where it's just it's just that you know yeah. um but in most cases i find it's um it's finding more compassion more understanding for your situation yeah. and also seeing the enormity of of growth you know in your life because it's never just the job it's never just the house mm. move there is like we live in this web of life where we're connected physically emotionally psychologically to sort of all past of our events in the future it's like it's like you're moving through molasses or like you know honey you know in a way and so when you're stepping forward when you're moving house 
there are all of those other patterns, everything that mm. you're connected to are kind of coming mm -hmm. along or dragging on or they need to be adjusted. So it's like being in a spider web and kind of stepping through and the whole thing starts to warp a little bit. And then, you know, all of your support structures have to be rebalanced and, and, and recreated. Mm -hmm. So I think um, that's important. And um, she writes here as well, uh, well-traveled mm -hmm. grooves, um, mentally, emotionally, physically, and often I feel when I'm moving out of those grooves, starting to live a little mm -hmm. differently, I get bounced back into them. You know, we, if you've been practicing yoga and looking into yoga philosophy, it's actually mentioned in yoga philosophy, these, these, these patternings, you know, these grooves that... Um, it's like, I don't know if you're, if you're, if you're mountain biking or if, you know, it's like if, if it's been a bit wet and you kind of see when it gets really tight around the bends where most people took mm. sort of the line and gets just that deeper groove. And it's really hard to stay out of that, you know, in a way, um, you have that in many ways. Or if you think of motorways, motorways are relatively easy to get onto, <laughs> But getting off at the right exit and then finding the small little street that you haven't been to is much more difficult. Like if you're trying to navigate that pre-Google Maps or whatever navigation device you're using, you know, um, back in those days, like the, you were usually circling around and then you found some sort of one-way street system that was like highly annoying. It's kind of got this little disoriented and finding your way to a friend's new home that you've never been to. But somehow when you're trying to go back on, on the motorway, it's like that's usually signposted. And so this is how we behave in our, in our mind, mm -hmm. psychologically, how our brain works. When we veer off the well-traveled path, the, the roadmaps get a little thinner. The, the, the waypointers mm -hmm. are a little more hidden, you know. Um, we're not quite so sure. And any time we get, and I don't know if anyone had that. Like, growing up, there was this, this thing in Austria when they brought in uh, the, the, what do you call it, the, where you pay for, for the roads. That was a big thing at the, at the time. And like, and they, they built it in a way that somehow you always ended on the motorway and you had to pay. So we're coming from Germany and driving through Austria to Italy. We were always trying to, back in those days, avoiding the big roads. Obviously, we didn't even need them a lot of the times because you were going across the mountains. But somehow you always ended on it. So they were always like recommending to get sort of like for the two weeks to pass anyway, because sooner or later you're going to end up on, an, on a motorbahn. <laughs> But if you want it or not. So to me, those grooves are very similar in a way, you know, for us to not be on the motorway again in our old patterns, in our old ways, they're, they're, what we need to do is actually pay attention. Mm -hmm. We need to be at the driver's, in the driver's seat, at the wheel, paying attention to the lights and the forks in the roads. And I think that's the same when it goes through growth, when, it, when we're kind of like, when we're paying, or we stop paying attention, mm -hmm. or we get distracted, or we even get too much distracted in our resistance, we get entangled in all those other things that we're actually not breathing, we're not present, we're not sensing our body in the moment, it's much more likely that you're back on the motorway, back mm -hmm. in the old ways of doing things. Um, you know, I'm sure like as actors, when you, when you practice a new accent, you know, it's, it's so easy to go get back into your own way of expressing yourself, especially if you get emotional in that way. So there's, there's this whole webbing that has to change, you know, mm. and the same happens for us, you know, when we're, when going into a new situation. So, so this idea of the Autobahn is really this idea of your own well-traveled path. 
and that whenever you take your mind off, whenever you stop being present, it sort of magnetizes you back into the familiarity of doing things and being things. And I think when it comes to growth, I mean, it's always important to be present, but especially when we go through as expanders and when we're concerned about falling back into our old way to really practice being present. Hmm. I do think that is like the key aspect of it all is the awareness because also we can go into this false sense of well you know I've done it two times so surely God like it's, it's ingrained now is it and, and it takes us the repetition of things like do you know because how long have I built up that groove of doing something a certain way like how often how many years like if I've been 30 40 years in this pattern then I'm, overnight that's not going to shift sometimes they can but more than likely not like do you know, like so then you're learning to keep veering off coming back you'll catch yourself but it's that awareness that pausing is also the little thing I would often describe it as like and my analogies are not as eloquent as yours mine's come back to pigs <laughs> you know but I think I've said this probably a million times in different podcasts like but the way I describe it in class and out there is like you know, if you like, it's like you're learning this new way of being, this new habit, this new way of thinking, even or acting or whatever it is. Like, initially, it's like you know, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this here, and you, and you're doing it, but then there's like at the side, sort of just right beside you, it's like, yeah, but like the old way, that's like easier, like, and you don't have to even use your brain to think about doing it because it just knows how to do it automatically, like. So I call it like rolling in the mud. <laughs> so you're like the little pig <laughs> that goes, you know, I could walk this new path, but, oh, <laughs> but that mud's so nice, like, and so it's so happy. easy, and I don't have to think, and I can just be in it. And you know, like, it might cause a bit of mayhem afterwards, but bugger it, and throw yourself in it, and you're rolling around in it, like. And that's okay, you know, because initially you might have stayed there for six months, and now if you bring a bit of awareness to it, you can feel that pull of going, but come on, just open up, you know, that bag of crisps, go on, just sit down Netflix for six hours. And there's nothing wrong with those things either. Do you know, like, and then you get the awareness and there'll be days where you're like, you're maybe full of your resources. You're really feeling strong mm. in yourself. And you're like, yeah, no, I'm not. I see the little, I feel the mud calling me, but no, I'm not going to do it. But if days you're tired, run down, or just lots of being bolding up, it's so much more easier for us to just go, oh, fuck it, I don't have the energy, the focus, mm -hmm. the capability at this month, the resources to try this new path again. So automatically we roll on the mud like, but instead of the three months then, we might only stay it for like 10 minutes. Do you know, like, or I might realise eventually, it's actually not even that nice mm -hmm. to roll on the mud anymore. I don't actually get anything from it. And that's how you know sort of the yeah. gap is closing between them like, that's how I, I see it in life and that's how I've, I've experienced it too. Like, do you know, like those moments of pause and that I can feel the two different choices right in front of me, like, and the brain having to kick in and go, come on, do you know, like it would might be easier short term, but not long term because, you know, the consequences of that choice, do you know, like, so come on, let's put the feet in this direction. Like, Yeah, it's like making your, the part that is, um, sort of that you've always been doing, making that less exciting, I suppose, or it grows less exciting, and the part that's new over time becomes less fear-inducing. Yeah, like, so it's interesting. That's a really interesting way of looking at it. You know, like, that part becomes less exciting, 
we get less from it because that's a big part of it is uh, as a question that kind of often confuses and I, I know we definitely have mentioned different episodes like but we are getting something from that part like you know and it might not be even something that serves us possibly but it could be you know keeping us safe it could be giving us a sense of security it could be well this is all that I know and actually the newness is even more scary like you know or who am I without this here you know there's so many sort of unconscious things there are little ties little binds that keep us in those Mm -hmm. patterns and in a sense exciting may not be those words but it can also be exciting like you know because it's it's what we know it's what the body feels alive it's what the ego goes yeah but I like this I really like this you know because I know this whereas the conscious part of us that is desiring change or growth or something different is going yeah but like I'm being pulled between two now so like Mm -hmm. you know how can I either come to understand what this part is receiving or instead like you know I love the way you sort of said like it becomes less fear inducing or possibly even exciting like so then how can I feed that part so that I'm stepping more into it, leaning more into it, getting to know that part, while also, you know, it's both and, while also addressing maybe, why do I keep my one foot in that doorway? Like, mm. I love that way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah, because I think, so when you're moving into something new, it has so much to do about managing your nervous system, mm. handling yourself. Um, creating environments for yourself inside of yourself that are soothing because like whatever you're growing into it probably it, it, it's stress inducing mm. you know like if you take the example of moving house you know even if you love the new house but like to get all your stuff from a to b that's like a logistical nightmare at times you know so it doesn't mean that you have to be zen while moving all the boxes although that's a good practice as well i mean like that's a real embodiment practice when you're carrying something heavy but it also might mean like finding five minutes at some point in your day in the evening to sit down and meditate so something regular that or breath work so your nervous system goes like these are five mm-hmm. minutes where the world is not collapsing around me and i'm just you know it's a practice that i can downward regulate my activity in that way so and when we're sort of grounded in ourselves, we're way more open to newness as well. There's actually a part of us that gets really excited about newness, you know. So it's like the ego jumps in and can, as a result, create anxiety. But also oftentimes when anxiety is high, the ego is a little louder. Yeah. So if you can lessen anxiety, if you can downward regulate your nervous system into more restful, more restorative uh, quality, you are less likely to act from a place of ego. So there are some of the things you know and then obviously you can like whenever you've grown into something new you can be also very pragmatic you can just like make a list or two lists and you go like okay so this is the growth this is what's happening on a practical level um and this is our these are the stretchers these are the exciting parts this is what's going to be new and most likely i'm anticipating this is where my fear shows up this is where i want to chicken out this is where i want to have all the excuses so once you have it even on a sheet of paper you can even hang that up on the wall or you know just so so then it's easy to recognize mm when the when the resistance yeah. comes up so the other thing is like doing stuff with people like or hanging out with people who've done something similar like you know if you're moving house like someone else has moved house in your family beforehand like someone that like managed it relatively well you know a good role model in that way like chat with them and talk to them you know or somebody that just understands mm-hmm. you well so you can like offload again that surplus of worry of concern of uh, and, that, and that's not just for house moving that's for any any type of change growth in that way um 
I think the the other side of mitigating our chances to fall back into old patterns is also to disrupt the deliciousness of them. So if you like, if you take an example like you know watching telly or Netflix in the evening on the couch. And then you're gonna have whatever your glass of bottle of red wine, and then you have, you know, your chocolates and whatever else you have. Like there's a lot of actions interwoven into one sort of thing. So if you go like, okay, I'm interested in like shaping up my, my health patterns and, and my energy and like I'm waking up lethargic every day, what is it that I can shift around? Like the moment you go I'm going to take my knitting while I'm watching that Netflix show. Your hands already can't go to the wine or to the chocolates. Um, if you start to maybe have a chat with a friend around around that time where you usually would sit on the couch, so you take the, 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 the watching out, you know, then with that as a result, you're not going to have the alcohol, you're not going to have the, the sugar in your system, you're also not going to have that, that sort of that passive sitting while dumping actually something that's stimulating into your system and then going to bed. So as a result, your sleep will be better. You're going to wake up, your lymphatic system works better and your choices the next day will also be better. So when you look at those habits and again, knowing ahead of time what you're most likely, like what's your coping mechanism and where mm -hmm. you're most likely to fall into, you can kind of come up with creative ways of doing it. You know, it's like the same thing if you're if your if your coffee habit out in coffee shops is kind of a little bit like, you know, skyrocketed, it's like you know just don't bring mm. the book or don't bring the phone or don't bring whatever makes you sitting in that coffee shop for longer or make it like less less sexy, less interesting. You're like, all right, and just you know, just gonna have a cup of tea while I'm walking mm. along or something like that, you know. Um, so kind of getting getting sneaky in a good way <laughs> with yourself around those old ways, but again anticipation knowing what your habits mm. are is really good and a lot of the times you know that because you're present and you're watching as they unfold so in any growth sport the first couple of times when you go back onto the motorway it's just like just forgive yourself and just like good journaling good note taking it's like what happened externally where did you land internally what were the actions and then you go through this a couple of times and like it gets weaker every time mm. i think yeah it comes back to what we always chat about like the the awareness of ourselves, like getting to know ourselves, like what's going on in those moments, because there's usually something going on in those moments, like internally or externally or a bit of both. Do you know, like, well, or it's, you might go out and bored, you know, it'll be a general one. We go for things, but it's like, mm, but maybe what am I afraid of experiencing or feeling in myself? Like in these moments, mm. like if there's a bit of a gap or if there's a pause or is it because I'm really like worried at the moment or anxious or do you know, like or somebody has said something to me and it's poked at me and now I'm going to go off and, you know, eat that, sit down, eat that whole cake sort of thing or whatever it might be, like, or sit down now and beat myself up even like, mm. do you know, like, so mm. it's sort of having that awareness of even what's going on in that moment, like, because that's given me information mm. of, oh, okay, Usually when I'm meeting this person, this this is what's coming up in me. Like, So then I have something to, in a sense, sit with, be with, choose the word even work with eventually. Like, But initially it's the acknowledging yeah. of some of those things. Like, And I think also it's, I think it's healthy sometimes just to have a vent in space if you're in one of those really ucky sort of places as well. Like of going, this is a whole pile of PISH like sort of thing. Like, and hate the whole thing and it's a, I just wish it would all go away and I wish this this whole dark night of soul didn't exist and I wish you know life wasn't falling apart or the death card was not visiting me do you know, like just to get all of that off your chest as well like but not to sit mm -hmm. and drown in it 
not well like but to have a space yeah. even within yourself or within writing or the drawing or some like even walking it off or whatever it might be that you're but you're acknowledging it like because sometimes these mm. spaces aren't easy to be in like do you know like and I think no. it's to really acknowledge that there depending on the places we move through they can be hard like but then that's where we go okay what are the resources I need maybe the external support maybe the internal resources I need what maybe do I need to communicate to my partner my family my friends about what I'm able for what I'm not able for do you like know, and to myself what I'm able for and what I'm not able for who I want to meet and who I don't want to meet or wherever it is do you know, like so you're starting to really consider like you know what what you need in these moments as well like I think that's really important like is the honouring of where I'm at while moving through these spaces but what do I need in these places too like mm, I think it's beautiful the way you spoke there and it's like very much to this last portion of, of the question um, what's the most soothing mm. or constructive way to meet resistance um, I want to pick up on one thing that you were saying this like releasing of the surplus of the energy in the in, in the emotion I think that 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 that's a really helpful uh, way of looking at things you know because in the heat of the moment it's really difficult to find the information hidden in in this whole resistance piece so if it's anger we need to vent anger frustration uh, hopelessness helplessness like you know let yourself fall apart and be the victim for like five minutes or five hours if you need to be you know like like just like getting like taking off that surplus mm -hmm. the sharpness that's too much of what everything that doesn't let you see actually what's going on and then see and be with with the resistance and i think in that way resistance if we're willing uh to be with it in that way then can give us information about so much more deeper stuff than like let's say the surface layer and not to diminish the surface layer but you know we're then moving from i'm really resisting this house move to something deeper mm -hmm. where maybe something in your upbringing happened when you moved house and you're like lost all your mm -hmm. friends or like you know in the new environment you weren't seen as a child like there, there are these deeper aspects then that that can surface so i think uh in that way because our resistance is really as annoying as it sometimes is to growth it's almost like a pause button it's like hang on here for a second if you look a little bit deeper here your growth is going to be unfolding much i don't want to say easier but much more completely whereas if you rush through this you're fighting resistance this is not a bare and grinded kind of mm. um situation this is this is something to be very very aware very present very delicate and very appreciative of the circumstance doesn't mean you have to love the mm -hmm. circumstance but appreciative of there's something going on here that can give you potentially a lot of information yeah. and sometimes the resistance is actually because we don't want to see the information underneath it yeah so yeah. then we're kind of moving back back into the motorway yeah. <laughs> the familiar the grooves the patterning um i think maybe the last thing i'd like to say to that it is universal You know, um, it's something we all experience um, at different times in our lives, sometimes several times in one day, <laughs> you know. So to to really see it as a as a quality of being human. Yeah. And that's something to be to be worked with and not to blame yourself for or shame yourself with. I think that's a really important aspect as well. Yeah, definitely. Like that nobody mm. escapes it. 
Do you know, like nobody does. No, they might forget they've been through it, but nobody escapes it. Like, and as we mentioned, I think within the first few minutes of the conversation, is big, big, big doses of gentleness and kindness to the mm. self. Uh, oh, so on that beautiful note, we will wrap up and we thank you, dear listeners, for joining us. Um, sit in dialogue with any of the little resistances that you may be meeting in life. As always, do share your little questions with us, your insights, mm-hmm. even what you've received. Um, you can just or email or in the little show notes and all there. Like, so do reply to us or hit us up on Instagram um, at sacredvoyages.com. And we look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Air School podcast hosted by Rosalie McNally and Bibi Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com. Thank you.